a bear takes your kill, it's his kill. The highs were in the high 20s. Jared jumps in the air and spikes my quiver. <laughs> like he's spiking a football. But one of them had double drops and one of them was probably 30 inch typical. That's what makes the experience. All right, all right. We are back again for another uh, episode of the Southern Arrow Podcast. I don't know. Uh, I'm not really sure what episode this number is, man. I don't know. I think the last one that dropped was 13. We just dropped it two days ago or yesterday. Um, so this may or may not be 14, depending on where it goes in the cycle. Um, but anyway, um, back again. Uh, as always, Cliff, uh, I'm the uh, I'm your host. Uh, got my buddy uh, Jamie over here sitting beside me. Just got out from underneath, probably a nine eight nine what nine twenty five and nine sixty six and. Uh, it was a 643. 643 John Deere tractor. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jamie Wilkinson, everybody. Uh, Jamie, tell them who you are. So, some of them, some of them may not know you yet. My name's Jamie Wilkinson. Um, I live here in Franklin County. Grew up around here. Me and Cliff know each other. We won't talk about how long we've known each other. Way long, too long time. Way too long. Uh, long time. I work for a John Deere dealership here in Mississippi. Work on forestry equipment, and construction equipment, and stuff like that. Absolutely. Just try to deer hunt as much as I can. Yep, I heard that. All right. Um, so uh, back again is the uh, famous rapper, um, Chris Brown. Um, Chris, tell him hello for me. What's going on, everybody? Uh, how are you, man? Everything all right? No, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, nice cold beer. Yeah, there you go. Enjoying one of them beers. That's me right there. About to sit down and chill out. I just finished some uh, work around the house, and uh, I'm about to sit down with a cold beer. Um, I got a couple of – well, I'm going to go – I'm going to skip down. I'm going to go to uh, Seth if he's back. Seth, are you back or are you back yet? Yes, sir. I'm here. All right. So Seth was, Seth was with us last week, so tell him hello, man. What's going on, guys? My name is Seth Johnson, and I live here in East Texas, hunting East Texas, Southeast Texas. And uh, like I said, I was happy to join last week, and I'm uh, looking forward to joining this week. All right, and then I got uh, we're gonna we're gonna blood a couple of new guys here. So, uh, um, you know, like I said, this is a this is a group of people. You know, you can be in, you can be out, you can be on, you can not be on. Um, you know, just according to what your schedule is, you know, if you can make it great and if you can't, so be it. Um, number one, John Mabry, man, tell them who you are. Hey guys, uh, John Mabry. I'm in Southern West Virginia, uh, right in the heart of the Appalachian mountains. We're just a bunch of good old hillbillies around here. We love our deer hunting, do a little fishing, uh, moonshine hunting. I, I, I may know where a little bit of that is too. So. <laughs> John, how was your deer season this year, man? Is deer season over up there? It's over. It is, uh, ends in West Virginia the last day of the year, so the December 31st kills us. It cuts us off. Uh, I did pretty good. I killed a pretty good, decent 10-pointer, a couple of those. Uh, seen a lot of deer, had a lot of interactions with deer. So uh, first year in a saddle for me this year, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, man, the the benefits of hunting out of a saddle have just blown my mind and i've i can't wait to just dive deeper into this this whole saddle hunting thing yeah never sitting in a traditional tree stand at all this year i was 100 percent saddle hunting so enjoyed that that's awesome man that's awesome yeah we'll talk more about that because i saddle hunt i know um jamie saddle hunts yep. um 
probably I know there's a few other guys who uh, who are into it too, maybe who weren't um, who hadn't gotten on. Lanny, don't you don't you hunt out of a saddle too? Hey, Lanny, you there? Yeah, yeah. Did was no, it you? I, I don't hunt out of a saddle. No, so I got you confused with somebody else. But okay, so we're gonna go on to you. I got you in here now. So um, this is Lanny. Um, Lanny, introduce yourself. Tell the world who you are, man. Hey guys, I'm Lanny Richardson. I'm from Central Mississippi uh, in Pearl, right outside of Jackson. Uh, started bow hunting as a teenager. I kind of quit for a little while because I didn't have a bow. Picked one up, and uh, I've got a funny story about the only deer I've ever seen bow hunting, and I'll tell you all that later. But uh, here recently, I've been hunting the foam targets on ASA circuit. Have you? Have you been getting pretty heavy into the ASA? Yeah, I started last year. Yep. And uh, went to three national events, and then uh, try to do as much of the local stuff as I can. Yep. So what what uh, what class are you shooting in the ASAs? I shoot uh, men's bare bow. Oh, okay, so you shooting shoot, the bare bow? Oh wow! Okay, yeah. so I'm shooting a, a recurve. All right, so you got to come down and shoot with us, and uh, I think the first shoot is uh, next. No, this weekend. I won't make because I have a hand surgery tomorrow, day after tomorrow. Um, so I won't make. The, I probably won't make that shoot just because I don't think I can hold a release unless I switch over to an index. But anyway, um, I know that um, there's a, now for you for Pearl, you can run over to Meridian. There's two over there. Um, yeah. There's going to be. Uh, you can run down to Jet. You can run down to Macomb and shoot with us. You can run down to Hattiesburg and shoot with us. So we're going to get to hang out. We're going to get to see each other because I'm going to be at most of them. Yeah, I'm going to try to make some of them this year. Uh, a little more than we normally shot at, at Hattiesburg and then Grenada. Yeah. Well, you know, the ASA and Mississippi Archery, which is uh, run by James Whittington, are sort of collaborating to uh, to, to create more shoots in Mississippi. Um, so it's more opportunity. Um, and then we do oh, yeah, a lot definitely. of tune. You know, we do a lot of tune-ups before, like before Foley will have a big shoot. Um, before you go to, you know, before you go to Coleman, we'll have a big shoot. Before you go to Paris, we'll have a big shoot. So I shoot in the I shoot in the men's open division. Oh, okay. So, oh yeah, I have a I have the you know big old freaking three foot stabilizers and you know all that crazy stuff. But yeah, well, that's that's good conversation because we're going to actually try to have a podcast about just about the uh, about three D for the year. You know, and what's going on in Mississippi for three D. Try to get people more people involved. <laughs> Yeah, so, let me know about that. Look who made it. Hunter Hurst, are you here, man? I'm here, man. I was out there shooting old stick, bro. I got distracted. <laughs> well, what were you looking for, errors? No, sir. No, sir. I was actually <laughs> getting better at uh, not sticking them in the tree or in the uh, ground. <laughs> you're getting better at finding them after you lose them. That's what I, I you know, it's funny because after, after a while, I get pretty good at looking for arrows in the leaves. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Man, I'm glad you. You know, we were just me and Chris were just. He was saying earlier. He said, "Man, some, Hunter must have got busy because he ain't on yet." So we were wondering about you. Yeah, uh, I was waiting for a text message. I was thinking this was going to come through a text. I, like, I, I did send you a text. Uh, I sent a text. No, all too. you got was email today. Really? Oh, I sent a text too. I wonder if it didn't go through. Yeah, yeah I sent a text out. Text really? I no. Well, I'll be damned. Maybe that's why people hadn't gotten on. Let me double check that. I'm glad you said something to me. Give me just a second. Let me uh, 
let me see if I can get this thing down to, uh, I'm going to look and see why the text didn't go through. Yeah, I sent it. I sure enough did, but it, yeah, it hasn't gone through yet. Um, let me try it again. Technology. Man, you're, I'm glad you said something there. It probably went through just now. Um, yeah, I got it. Did you? So that's probably why people yeah. hadn't gotten on because I sent the, I sent the text, but I didn't realize that it sat down there in the corner that it hadn't gone through. So it's gone through now. Good deal. I appreciate you telling me, man. I had no idea. None at all. I mean, I'm, I'm super, I'm glad you said something to me. Um, make, ain't no telling who might get on now after we send these text messages out. Uh, anyway, so we're already recording. We're just we're just rolling along. Um, Hunter, go ahead and introduce yourself uh, for the second time because I mean there's going to be guys who maybe get on that hadn't heard, that hadn't met you yet. Hello, Hunter. Yeah, I lost you. I don't know what happened. Drop the call. Oh, okay. Well, just call back. There you go. I I was just saying. Yeah. Um, I was just saying. Go ahead and, and and introduce yourself again, since there are going to be some people who hadn't had a you know who hadn't met you. And, you know, and uh, of course I got Lanny and John who were not on last month or last week, so they're getting on for the first time this week. So they'll get yes. to meet you too. Yes, sir. Uh, my name is Hunter Hurst. I'm from Roanoke, Louisiana. Uh, been bow hunting real hard for about six years now. Uh, mm started deer hunting when i was about 13 uh just switched to traditional this year and really uh having a hard time picking the compound back up and just loved outdoors man uh hunting and fishing that's that's uh live and breathe it man yep i hear you that's how we are bro we just live and breathe it all right so anyway um so one of the things i was sort of like you know since deer season's pretty much um with the exception of a couple of y'all which maybe have another week or so to go um deer season's yeah, pretty much over for us this your last weekend yeah yeah so yeah so for a lot of people this is the last weekend but so i was thinking like for me i'm already sort of thinking about what am i going to do um next year you know because like if you're going if you're planning on going out of state um on any kind of a hunt really and truly i tell people all the time and and i really wish like lee could lee or wayne i know wayne couldn't make it because he he literally messaged me and said i he's just tied up he can't get away um those guys go you know we they go out west every year um i go i, I don't go every year but I, I go somewhere um just about every year now um but what i was going to say is that it's um it's uh it's it's sort of it's it's like now's the time to plan is what I was trying to get to. I'm so I'm getting text messages from some of the guys who were saying they can't make it. Um, it's all good. I mean, you can or you can't. Like I said, this ain't the end of the world if you can't make it. Come back next week. Um, but anyway, uh, this is sort of uh, one of those where now's the time to start planning. If you want to go hunt something somewhere, you cannot wait until the week before you want to go, or maybe even the month before you want to go and start planning your plans. Because if you want to go west, you got to apply for your tags now. Um, or in the next couple of months, um, or if, you know, if you're gonna, if you're gonna make a, uh, a guided hunt, you got to start working on, you know, g getting booked and things like that. So I was just curious about, does anybody else have any plans for next year besides me? And, uh, I'll, I'll just, anybody can chime in to any of you. It don't matter to me. I right, y'all can't be silent. <laughs> Silence is deadly. Silence know. is deadly. Yeah, I'll go. Um. I'm going November uh, to Kansas again. Are you? Can you hear me, Cliff? Yeah, I can hear you. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, I'm going uh, November. Uh, November around early early week November. Uh, 
six days up in Kansas. Um, I went a couple of years ago, didn't fulfill a tag, and then um, going to kind of central north, north central Mississippi. I got a buddy's got property up there. And I'm going to dabble in some more public land um, along with my family land and the permission land I have down home in Louisiana. So uh, it's going to be a fun, fun. I'm looking forward to going back to Kansas. Yep. Um, saw a lot of deer. Uh, just kind of went, went to the late December where it's kind of, the rut was kind of over and really wasn't really no chasing or anything like that. It was definitely different. I've been to, other states but kansas i just i don't know it's something about kansas to me i keep going back yeah so let me ask you something chris um when are you going this year what's your what's your like are you going you're going to try to make a run hunt in kansas or what yeah uh first november i think uh, november 6th i think i'll be up there okay are you um, going guided or are you going like on public land or what, what's your how you how you setting this up well it's kind of uh i guess you could say guided in a way it's the first year, or well, actually second year, that this uh, outfitter, I guess, now is officially going up and running first, like kind of like as far as taking in clients. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a buddy of mine that uh, builds uh, like websites and stuff like that, and he goes up there a lot. He knows the, the landowner because they're actually from down here in Louisiana. And then the husband passed, and then the wife kind of took over as far as uh, – wanting to make money off of the land mm-hmm. so uh he's building a website him and me and my brother-in-law we're uh we're heading up around the first of november and see if we can be the the first clients to to get one some bone on the ground oh that's awesome dude so that's fantastic so let me ask you something um since you're talking about kansas now that's a draw right yes you gotta uh we gotta apply for april 1st by april and 1st you have to apply yeah, it's normally a pretty much like a 98% chance you're a good t- tag. Um, well, the two years when I went, um, I actually applied so late. I still actually wound up getting a tag. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I even got a landowner tag as well. But uh, it didn't really help me because I ate two tag sandwiches on that trip. But um, <laughs> They taste really, good with a little mustard, <laughs> don't they? Yeah, you dip it in some mayo and mustard, you know, it go down smooth. Make put a little salsa on it, <laughs> making it <a> chip. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's it's fairly easy. Uh, everybody I've talked to, I mean, it's like I said, I think I went in December and I applied in August, maybe maybe beginning of September. Um, it was kind of a last minute sprung of a trip. Hey, somebody backed out. Can you make the trip? And um, I was like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I was worried about the draw system, but uh, after talking to a couple of people, they said it's it's about ninety eight percent chance you'll you'll draw. Because yeah. I mean, they, there's there's really nothing up there except making money on on deer hunters from out of state. Yeah, and they do kill some giants up there too. Oh yeah, I mean, I saw every time we came in from on evening hunt had this little field that was landlocked, and it was like a little crop field. And it was about a one eighty sitting out there with about a couple of does and uh i said losing a prize coming out but uh <laughs> i said i don't want to go to jail up here because i don't condone <laughs> get spotlighting but it was uh it is it, it is so funny how your jeans just like like your ancestors jeans <laughs> just start boiling out of you when a giant walks across the road <laughs> <laughs> 
telling you, them bucks, I'll make you do some crazy right, things. I'm there, and I know they kill some great deer over there. They they do. So look, man, when you uh, when you when you do your hunt, you know, um, since you got like if you're working with you know friends who are becoming outfitters, you know, um, share that information, you know, um, give it to me, and I'll put it in the link. I'll put it in the comments. Oh, absolutely. Um, like hopefully next Thursday when we do it again, I'll have more information about it. Absolutely. But yeah. um, I don't even know if they have installed new. Uh, he's actually going up during turkey season. Um, I won't be able to make it because of work, which I'm kind of bummed about that. But um, he's going up and set up more stands and check chalk cameras and kind of get feel the land more as far as he'll have full reins of where to go and all that. So. Well, that's good, man. I'm liking so, yeah. my odds. So yeah, far that sounds year. great. So, so and, and you're and you're hunting probably land that doesn't get hunted very often. I'm I'm assuming since it's they're just starting their their little their little outfit, huh? Yeah, like uh, I think it's a. I want to say it's around three to four thousand acres. I'm not hundred percent sure on that. Oh, um, wow. And it's also like divided. They have some divided acre lots too. Uh, mm -hmm. Um, so it's not that that big as far as like you some of them you'll you'll hear about. But uh, he showed me pictures. Now, he's hunted up there about once every year because of his friendship with the people who used to own, will, will still own it. But the husband passed away, but the woman doesn't want to go back up there no more. But she wants to she wants to keep the land but make money off of yeah, it. Yeah, she'll try to generate some revenue off that property. I can't blame her for that. Can't blame her for that it's at all. It's got like a little nice little four-bedroom cabin on it. Oh, wow. Okay. So it can, it can accommodate a couple hunters uh, you know, a week or two. That sounds awesome, and, and you're going you're going like the first week of November. Yes, sir. That sounds like that's going to be awesome, man. You ought to be in some real, really some real pre rut activity up there because those deer cover a I'm lot hoping, of ground. I'm hoping actually, I actually will experience uh, full on crazy rattling grunting one. Yeah, up. I mean I've grunted up one in Louisiana, and uh, I sparred. I mean, I, you know, grattled up some young bucks, but. Being out there in that open plains, I kind of want to get down on the ground and get in there. Yeah, get in their face with it and uh, make them mad. I heard that. That sounds like that'd be a blast, man. That's mm -hmm. awesome, dude. Yeah. So let us keep us updated on that. So if you know, and we'll, we'll try to spread oh, the word for anybody. All right. Anybody else got anything they got planning for uh, for this year or for for the next year? Uh, yeah. Chris, Chris talking about Kansas. Uh, man, I got some buddies that him and his dad. Uh, they hunt Kansas every year, and I, I do European stall mounts on the side. And they bring me, man, they bring me two or three big bucks from over there every single year. And I'm dying to get over to Kansas. Um, I'm, Lord willing, I'll be putting in for that. And uh, if I don't get drawn for Kansas, there's an Army base uh, in Oklahoma that's uh, traditional bow only, and they only hunt it six weekends out of the year. It's like 45,000 acres, and it's, I mean, just the stories and deer I've seen come off of that place is ridiculous. Is that um, Fort Seal? And if I don't, uh, it's McAllister Army Base. I wasn't going to name drop, but it's well, still a secret. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, you didn't have to. I was just curious. I know Fort yeah, Seal's over there, but I don't know. I didn't know of anything else. I mean, it wouldn't take long to do some research and find it. Oh, so, no, yeah. But yeah, uh, I mean, if it's yeah. traditional only, look, yeah, I'm out, dude. It ain't, mm -hmm. look, it ain't nothing personal. I'm out. It's no big deal. I got a recurve hanging on the wall, yeah, but I hadn't right. drawn that thing in six years. Right. Uh, so yeah, I want to put in for that, and I think that's a pretty cheap, uh, pretty cheap hunt for the most part. Um, it's only a weekend hunt; they only hunt it six weekends out of the year. So, 
Uh, and if I don't get drawn for Kansas or that place, I uh, figure I'm going to try to get over to Missouri or uh, maybe Kentucky, one of the two. And uh, I haven't been out of state yet, so I'm, I'm dying to go. I actually downloaded the Onyx, uh, the elite version, so I could start scouting some properties up there. I figured if I don't ever do it, I'm never going to go. <laughs> so, um, I'm, like you said, I'm planning early and trying to get something put for uh, around November time. And, Hell, if I get the chance, I might even make two out-of-state trips. Mm-hmm. Uh, and other than that, I'll be uh, hunting the marsh hardcore. I got off my lease this year, but I'll be uh, hunting some public land out here. Uh, around October 1st, it opens. It's it's only open for uh, a little over a month. So once that's over with, I'll, I'll start traveling to somewhere else. Uh, hunted a lot of Mississippi River river bottom land in the past uh did really kill a really nice deer on some public land up there last year um but you know i hunted that this year and the dang water was so low and just had a lot of complaints of deer numbers and whatnot and you know not to drag on about it but we drove around one night uh just looking at deer and we counted 46 does and six confirmed bucks and man seems uh seems like the deer number uh buck to doe ratio is a little off there <laughs> yeah i seem i think you need to shoot a few does yeah yeah and that's the problem you know the, the piece i'm hunting uh everybody goes there to kill a big buck and you know it seems like most people let does walk and uh got a lot of little little young buck spikes to get killed and they teach their own you know not knocking them but uh so, so I'm, I'm trying to get out, travel, see some different spots, you know. Um, that's my hopes and dreams for this season. Uh, yeah. i got to do something different. I had such a bad season this year. <laughs> we don't even want to talk about bad seasons, you know. But I do understand. Yeah. I can sympathize with you, I promise. Yes, so, sir. yeah, you know, I mean, just getting out. You know, I, I challenge everybody, you know, um, if if you only ever hunt in your hometown, you, you're really you're missing out. And you can make some affordable hunts. So, you know. You, you really can't. Anybody else is besides me who's going out? John, Lanny, Seth, any of y'all going anywhere? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you my uh, my experience with Kansas, or lack thereof. Um, I, you know, it's funny he says that, that the tags are e- easy to draw. I put in the last two years and hadn't gotten one yet. Well, you know, and- so let me tell you why. So um, during 2020, and I know this because I didn't get drawn last year either, um, during, last, during, during uh, 2020, nobody went. And then 2021, everybody tried to go. And yeah. they had way more applicants than they had available tags. It's actually one of the few times that they've had, like, to turn a bunch of people away. And that was really, from what I my reading and my understanding was, because so many people tried to – because they didn't go during 2020, during the, the whole pandemic thing, that they all said, okay – I didn't hunt last year. I'm absolutely trying to go to Kansas this year and kill a giant, and everybody tried to go kill a giant. Yeah, and that, and that makes sense. The only reason I started initially was uh, we had – I had somebody, an engineer that I worked with. He retired, and uh, he retired. He's up from the Midwest, and he retired to his property in Kansas, and he always would talk to me about it. He wasn't a hunter or anything, but uh, he would he showed me on the maps, and he had about 40 acres out there. And Anyway, right when he retired, I actually wrote him a letter – bidding him farewell enjoyed working with him and i asked him i said hey listen um if you ever open to the to the to the thought i said you know that, that would be you know a dream come true for me if i could come out and uh bow hunt i said you know i'm bow hunt only gave him the whole spill and that some guy wrote me back and he said whatever you got to do he said come on anytime you're ready 
Oh wow, man! Can't, and can't I was, ask for and, no better than that. Oh, and I was looking at on in his property. He had literally the thickest property, probably within a couple square miles. And he's like, "Yeah, hey, you know, I've seen some deer tracks back there, but I just don't, you know, I don't really, uh, I don't really go back there much." And I'm sitting there thinking, "This is, this is going to be something pretty dang cool." I hear you. Well, two years of tags and uh, uh, no, no dice. And then he, um, he actually emailed me right here at the first of the year, uh, just recently, and told me that he sold the place. No crap. Oh. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, I'm with with confidence that I may draw a tag. Uh, Kansas does have a a really good walk in access program. So I, I they think, really do. That's right. I, yeah, I think I'm going to take advantage of that. I also, um, kind of an odd place that I'm I'm looking at going. I've I've been messing with the notion for several years now, but I've had this real stubborn mindset and you can hunt all over Texas and it's like going to different states, but so you can keep mm-hmm. yourself busy down here for a while. Um, and there, but, um, there's also a lot of opportunities to do some WMAs and draw hunts here in Texas. That's, That's kind right. of a whole different kind of yep. uh, really cool opportunities. And I encourage anybody who, uh, maybe wants to even shoot an exotic or something, uh, you can come down here and do that on a draw hunt in Texas. You know, in, cool. uh, years ago, and I, when I say years ago, I mean, let's see, I was in, uh, Fort Hood in 1995. So when I say years ago, I mean, I mean years ago, um, there was I, I used that draw system, and I cannot I couldn't tell you the for the life of me where it was at, but I drew um, t- uh, a hunt uh, during you know during archery season, and it they had exotics, they had whitetails, they had you know all kind of stuff, and uh, I cannot remember where it was at. It was somewhere in West Texas, about a three hour drive west of uh, of Fort Hood, which is you getting out mm-hmm. there then. But I stayed, yeah, I truck camped. I mean, they had a camping area not too far away, and me and everybody else, they, you know, we all truck camped and sat right there, and we all hunted, and I didn't kill anything that year. I had an op- I saw some does. I never saw what I was looking for. I was really looking for an exotic, um, and I didn't ever, just never could get, you know, get one within bow range. I saw a few, but, yeah, that, I mean, there is an opportunity there with, uh, a, with the Texas draw system, and also, like, you know, y'all got some real hog problems. So if if you want oh, to yeah. shoot hogs, it really ain't hard to find somewhere to shoot a hog. Yeah, there's there's a target rich environment. It's a lot of bow practice you can get doing that. But yeah. it, it is cool. It is cool that we have that unique system because we don't have much for public land as far as other than the national forest. But that system is somewhat unique. But um, I'm, I've been really wanting to go to to oklahoma really bad and that's something that i want to do this year i've I've been toying with it for a couple years i've got points marked on onyx and oklahoma has a really unique program too uh if you haven't looked into it and so that's something i'm looking to do this year um but i've just i've had this stubborn mindset and i hate i hate i'll just tell you all this but it's I'm trying to get rid of it, but I've I've just been hard on myself. Like, hey, if I can't fill my tag here, on on places that I know, and and you know, fill my tags here in Texas first, I don't deserve to go anywhere else. Oh, to try oh, to do it. I, I wouldn't. I know. Look, what? yeah, I, you need to get that out of your head, man, because yeah, I didn't fill any a, of my buck tags in Mississippi this year, but I killed a great deer in Illinois. You know. Yeah, and and that's the you know, and that's I don't I don't I don't know I had that mindset for a couple of years there, and I was like, man, that's you being a little too harsh on on, that's on right. with that mindset. There. A little too and hard I, on yourself there, young. Yeah, because you know you want to go, I want to go adventure hunt and do some more things and experience some different terrain, and 
you know, and get out there and like you said, just truck camp and do it and do it up. And then that's right. there's also, there's also, um, I throw out one and I usually have all kinds of plans and I do about 5% of it, but the, the Oklahoma and this one is a real, a real possibility. And that's actually Wisconsin. And that sounds nuts, but I have my dad and my uncle have connected the last five or six years with some long lost extended family. And they're all from Wisconsin. Um, and they've actually got to be really close. And my, my dad and uncle actually bought a little small lake house up um, about three or four hours west of uh, the main one of the main airports up there. I can't think of it at the, at the moment, but it's in the middle of nothing and nowhere. And I haven't they've had it for a couple of years and I haven't even been up there. But I actually I started doing a little research on the public ground because Wisconsin has a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And um we actually did a little research and they got they also have a really early season like september 15th oh really so i hit yeah and you know one other thing is they have a really cool um first time out of state license hold license purchaser is like 75 bucks and again it's like 1500 miles away but <laughs> well but i mean it's, is, it's, it's a two-day drive i mean look it's like going to colorado yeah. it takes you it takes you a full yeah. you know 24 36 hours to get there so it's just part right. of it you but know? the thing is, is, is I'll have a place to stay. They they've had that little place up there, mm-hmm. and um, so you you kind of got that covered. I just got to find the time. You know, it's just a, like you said, mainly the drive and maybe a four yeah. or five day stay. Hey, so if, it's gonna if be you a go to if trip. you go to Wisconsin, bring me back some line and Kugels. I'll come over and get them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they don't sell that shit down here. Dude, but my <laughs> my parents come back with stuff all the time, all different kinds of bacon's and. Of course, cheeses and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and, cheese. You know, God knows you can't oh go up there and not get cheese. No, and they, they come back with all kinds of cool stuff. But, that's awesome, um, dude. But yeah, that's a that's a seventy five dollar tag, and it's just the first year. I think after that, it goes up to you oh, know, I'm sure. standard like two fifty yeah. or something. But that's yeah. how they they get you in. Um, and then they get you hooked but, because there's some great deer hunting up there, you know. Yeah, yeah and there's a, and there's a lot of deer, I think, yeah. from my knowledge. And yeah, so I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at making that happen, especially since it's an early season hunt. I can get up there and do that before all my stuff kicks off. And uh, you know, when I'm right. in October. Yeah. So yeah, I had a friend uh, who went up there. Some friends who went up there. It's been many many years ago. They went up there, and I was I went by taxidermy shop then. So that was at least what 15 years ago, Jamie, maybe longer. Um, mm-hmm. and he brought back the biggest eight point I've ever held in my hands. And that's hung on one. I tell you a giant eight point. That thing was gigantic. I don't know. I we didn't score it. I would have to think he's, I don't know, fifties, low sixties. I mean, just, I ain't never seen an eight point like that. Just that's rid- a giant eight. ridiculously big. And yeah, I mean, of course he killed it with a rifle. That's, a, you know, that's how they hunted. But, um, Man, they they uh, they went up there for a couple of years, you know, back and forth, and then I think they slowly just I think they lost their connections. But you know, you were talking about connecting with long lost family. I was thinking when you said that, it's always nice to connect with long lost family who's had good hunting properties. You know, <laughs> never never nothing ever wrong with connecting with long lost family when they have some good hunting. You know, um, Anybody else? Yeah. Lanny, uh, Hunter, y'all going? I mean, I know Hunter is any Lanny, uh, John, y'all going anywhere? Yeah, I got, got a couple things I want to do this year. Um, I'm more of a social hunter. I'm really not not that hardcore. I get to go when I get when I get a chance to go. I, I don't mind going with somebody. Uh, the last couple times I've gone, a buddy of mine's been, hey, let's go and uh, hop in a truck. But uh, I got a friend of mine that has some place over toward Vicksburg, and he's like, man, bring your bow. And because and, I haven't hunted with that particular one, uh, I've had it about a year or so now. 
that I've been shooting with it. So what kind of what what are you when you're talking about your bow? What are you what are you shooting? I have a Galaxy Solstice riser and Uka limbs. So you know, it's a seventy inch traditional. Uh, pretty much traditional because it's bare bow. Yeah, but it's the um, aluminum riser. And, okay. Uh, carbon fiber limbs. Okay. And so, so I me, mean, I mean, let me, let me sort of. So I'm going to ask about that a little bit because I'm like, so when we talk about bare bow or traditional, and like I have, like I said, I have a recurve. I think it's a wasp. Um, it's been hanging in the same spot for oh, I don't know. I I know I haven't taken it down in five or six years. It's a deal. It's you know the the strings off of it or, or the strings turned around backwards so that it takes the pressure off the limbs. Um, and I've had that dude for a gazillion years, and I've shot it. I play with it every now and then, and then I put it back up there because it's hard and I don't like. It's bad enough that I I suck with a recur with with a uh, regular compound. Um, you want to sell I, it? Uh, no. I, you know what? <laughs> You know, I, you're, you're, Hunter, your 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 question is is legitimate, but I don't know if I could ever part with it. And I don't even know. No, how, I, I don't, don't even, honest you. to God, remember how I got it. I got it from somebody gave it to me. It was a gift. Um, and I would say that I've probably had that thing for 20 or 30 years. Um, it's old. And it pulls about 45 pounds at 28 inches. I know that. I remember that. And actually, yeah. believe it or not, I'm not that terrible with it. I can actually hit when I'm looking at inside 20. Um, cause when I, when I was pretty like getting into the, in, into the uh, traditional thing and I was playing with that, I learned to, uh, I just look at what I want to hit. I don't use, um, I know there's a lot of different techniques and you, you and Lanny can really talk on about how the aiming process is, how you aim. And I'd like to hear more about that. We'll have a whole day, one day devoted to, uh, to traditional arter, archery. Maybe even, we might even do a little bit this afternoon just cause it, it'll be something to talk about. But like for me. When I played with it, um, I just looked at what I wanted to hit, and I pulled back and let it go, and could you know consistently. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not hitting freaking dimes, but you know, con- could consistently put that in a six inch circle inside twenty yards for a long time. But then I just, uh, I'm sort of a speed freak, so I like like really fast compound bows, you know. So right. that's just where that's just where I gravitated to, and I've been there ever since. But it's just hanging on the wall, man. You can come shoot it, but I don't know if I'll ever let you leave with it. <laughs> that's all right. I'm not a big recurve guy, anyways. I like longbows. Yeah, well, everybody says that the longbows are probably a little bit better for like all my research and the guys I've talked to. A, a small longbow, like a short longbow, is better for um, for hunting because you don't have the string slap issues that you do with a recurve. Correct. That's that's why. I- choose uh long bow i built all even my compounds I, I used to be a speed guy like you and uh when i started building my setups around quietness uh like last year and i'm not going to dive into this too much but i switched to a, a fixed blade single bevel broadhead and uh chose the quietest fletching i could shoot put cat whiskers on my string instead of uh the monkey tails and man my setup was so quiet i shot three deer last season with it and uh, went through them so fast they didn't even know they were hit they just walked off and in fact that 131 inch nine point i killed last year uh he just walked off 15 yards maybe and i watched him die 20 yards from a tree and uh 
really clicked in my brain there you know maybe there's something to this quietness thing and uh <laughs> like i said last podcast i shot that doe with my longbow and uh you know unfortunately it was a far back shot yeah but you I said you went through her so fast she hardly even knew what happened no she i went remember back that and that was what that was what a longbow at you know granted it was a far back shot i didn't hit any bone you know but uh at 20 yards with a 45 pound longbow 454 grain arrow uh which is kind of light on you know lighter than i'd like to shoot but uh yeah she i thought i missed i literally thought i missed because she went right back to she 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 reacted to the shot but she didn't just duck and dive out of there and take off you know she just wow. kind of flinched and rolled a little bit and then you know the, the grass was high so i didn't see the impact and uh 20 yards arrow blew through it. she went back to eating i was like god dog i missed that deer and uh you know like i said i walked over there grabbed my arrow and looking at it she got up 10 yards from me uh, you know yeah. had i had i not made an assumption and backed out of there i probably would have found that deer 10 yards from the arrow yep yep makes um, sense makes sense so. but yeah and i'm not to get sidetracked because i know we're, we're the constant the, the i mean we talk about anything i don't care we can we can chase a rabbit in any hole but um lanny i'm sorry we we sort of like completely like you were talking and we just completely started talking about something else my apologies <laughs> we do it all the time so i know this is like this is your first time on the podcast but we chase rabbits down holes and we go pretty deep sometimes so back to what you were saying about what your plans are for for next year yeah, so I listened to the one of your podcasts, uh, the one you posted yesterday. I actually just kind of see what I was getting myself into. Oh, uh, um, and you're still on, so you're a glutton for punishment. Year. It's just, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but he's like, come home with me, come home with me. I was like, well, dude, I'm going to have to go with my bow because I'm just not set for, you know, rifle season yet. And, uh, I, I've been actually thinking about else. You know, this year I'm going to do the ASA, and uh, when we get done with that, I'm going to see about you know uh, how I actually shoot with an actual broadhead on and go from there, and maybe maybe get one hunt in next year or two if I can. Yeah. So you're going to just try to stay local and just build. So how long? Let me ask you this because I think that's important. Is how long have you been hunting with your with your uh, tradition in, in the traditional aspect? How long have you been? How long have you been hunting traditional archery? I haven't. Okay, so no, this is all new for you then, right? What's that? So, so this is all new for you? Yeah. Okay. So I've been shooting this recurve almost a year and a half now. You know, I started shooting uh, a crossbow when I was a teenager because I just I looked up and got into one. Mm-hmm. And then um, – I went to, I had a, an old Buckmaster I bought off a friend of mine, the whole setup shebang, uh, and I hunted with it for several years. Okay. And then put it down, wasn't able to go because I didn't have anywhere to go. Sure. And, you know, here in Mississippi, if you're not in a hunting club, you pretty much don't have anywhere to go. Oh, I disagree. Public land. (laughs) There's plenty of public land in Mississippi. I'm I'm learning that now. Yeah. So that that's a you know and but that's a good to. point though because I think your you know your misconception and and I'm not downing on you not not trying to down on you at all when I say this no, no, no. but a lot of people no, no, have no. the misconception that if I don't belong to a club I have nowhere to go. Um 
I mean, I can tell you, um, and they're not on here, but I wish Micah and them, well, when they get on, we'll talk about the public land. Look, the Homachita National Forest, I know, Jamie, you hunt it. I grew up hunting it. I still hunt it periodically. Um, it's 330,000 acres. Um, you have uh, the, uh, the DeSoto National Forest, I think, is, is one. Yeah. Um, and then there's another one up north Mississippi, um, um, a big 500-acre or so thousand. You got Tom Bigby up. Tom Bigby, yeah. Northeast. Um, then you have like Bainville's over the, just east of here. What's that? Bainville is Bainville, just east yeah. Of here. Bainville is over there. Then you have a lot of the WMAs like Saint mm. uh um let's see, Sandy Hook, uh or Sandy Creek. Sandy mm. Creek. Um you have Casting Creek, you have uh Catherine's Creek, um, you have um uh Panther Swamp, you have um what's the new one that they did after the governor? Um Bryant, Phil Bryant, Phil Bryant, WMA. So yeah. they're believe it or not. I mean, and I know I'm, I'm again. I'm not knocking on you for 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 your comment because I think people don't realize how much public land there is in Mississippi. There's a lot of opportunity to hunt. Um, it just takes a little research to sort of find the opportunity. Oh yeah, and I've learned that here recently that you know you just have to do a little more research. You and found out there's a lot more than you think. There is. There, there's a ton of national. There's a ton of good hunting opportunities in Mississippi, and we have a lot of deer. Now, um, something else too that, like, just this is a side note that I think they did a study a couple of years ago. The average white-tailed deer in Mississippi killed is three years old. I don't know how that is. Not in Franklin County. It can't be in Franklin County because they killed mm-hmm. freaking yearlings. Six months old. Six <laughs> months old. Yeah, <laughs> they shoot them all in Franklin County. But they, you know, I mean, we do. You know, in some of these areas like Panther Swamp, which is very managed, um, and St. Catherine Creek, which is pretty well managed, yeah. and a few others, you know, there's there's opportunities for uh, for public land hunting, um, if, especially if you're in state where you you know you're a resident. Now, some of the areas are, are probably re- uh, maybe restricted for non-residents. I don't know because I'm not one, mm. but uh, there are opportunities. But anyway, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get off on that. I know tangent, the permit but, draw hunts you. I don't think non-residents can apply for a permit draw for the. I do. Management but I don't areas, know. I think you're right. Some of the management areas you can if you're not a non-resident. If you're not, if you're a non-resident, I don't know. But anyway, I'm sorry, Lenny. I didn't mean to cut you off, man. But I just wanted to get that out there that there are opportunities. You just gotta. You do have to do a little research, though. Yeah, and I, I've learned that. And then, like I said, you know, I put it down. I actually sold it to a friend of mine. He said his son was getting into it. I had all intentions of I'm going to sell it to him. And I'm going to go buy me a new one and have the latest and greatest and go from there. And I never did. Yeah. Never and works. Of course, life will work out. Yep. And, uh, actually my son who's 12, uh, my father-in-law bought him a Genesis bow for him to start practicing for school. And he's like, come on, dad, shoot with me. So I shot with him for a little bit and I went to Hattiesburg with a, orange genesis bow and competed oh, wow shooting asa yeah just just for fun just yeah. to, just to have something to do for the weekend and i was like you know i'd kind of like to get back into bow hunting and then i looked at just getting into shooting rather um what the categories were and, and for asa and 3d archery because that's kind of i like it more than anything mm-hmm and the numbers, I looked at the numbers. There's not a whole lot of people that shoot bare bow compared to 
compound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're in the open compound, I have a lot of competition, and it is stiff, stiff, yeah. stiff competition. Yeah. And I didn't figure I would I would be competitive in it. So mm-hmm. I, I picked a a, a a discipline I felt comfortable with and could easily get into, and that was the bare bow division shooting recurve. Sure. Well, that's awesome. I mean, and, you know, it's a challenge. I mean, any of it's a challenge, but, I mean, people who shoot 3D, if you don't shoot 3D, you you have to understand, they're, it's a real challenge um, when you're shooting quarters at 40. Well, of course, for your range, it's not. I'm shooting quarters at 50, 55, you know, 60 yards yeah. sometimes. It's a, it's a challenge. We're 30-yard max. 30-yard max? Yeah. Yeah. But usually sense. you get some of these ranges, and they're 32. I think the most I've seen – range wise and i may have been off was like 34 yeah yeah i'm gonna well so when i set the range up um at uh i generally help set the range up at percy quinn i'll be thinking of you because i generally drop them pins i'll be thinking of you and it won't be 30 it'll be it'll be you'll be thinking like damn it cliff (laughs) (laughs) anyway i I have a question You, you said something about um I could have swore you mentioned school, and I was just curious. Does, oh. does your does y'all school have an archery program? Yeah, most yeah. school. A lot of them down here do. Yeah. That's cool because we we don't, and but that is something that certain groups here in Texas are starting to advocate for again again, and it's 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 kind of cool to see. So I, you just you mentioned that, and like I said, I haven't heard that in a long time. So that's yeah. that's that's pretty neat. Yeah. So the archery. Yeah. Is, what, um, go ahead, Lanny. I'll let you explain it because I, I mean my kids did it too. But go ahead. From from my aspect of it, I think uh, Matthews come out with the, the Genesis bow, and that was a big thing that they were pushing to get youth into it. And um, they they started uh, with the schools that I know to get more kids involved. And um, it just depends on the school district uh, when they start. Some of our elementary schools here have uh, – fifth and sixth grade students that are shooting mm-hmm. um, here in Pearl in our district, they don't start till seventh grade. Yep. Yep. So it was the uh, national archery in the schools program was uh, the original. And that's what Mississippi has. Uh, they have the national archery in the schools program. Um, my kids shot, my kids shot they're, Of course, they're all out of high school. now. Both of my children are. My son was a two time state champion. They won state two times back to back. Um, I think his sophomore and um, junior year, and then he didn't shoot his senior year because he was wanted to really focus on GPA and things like that. Um, but uh, yeah, the Genesis Bear Bow, and I mean, you you know that's how the kids get started. My daughter shot, my son shot. Um, of course, we were an archery family, so you know my kids grew up. Um, my son shot a gun, and my daughter did too when she first started deer hunting. But as soon as I could transition him to a bow we transitioned to a, to a bow and arrow and we shot, you know, we didn't shoot, um, we didn't shoot guns, um, because I told them that was, that was settling. So I made them shoot bows. So we shot everything with a bow. Um, it's just the way I am. I lied to them. You're not settling by shooting with a gun, but I, <laughs> I just told them they were. So now they're bow snobs like me, you know, my daughter, if you shoot something with a gun, my daughter really look at you like you freaking. that's all you could, that's the best you could do. You know, that's how she looks at people. Yeah, I raised a good Yeah, I see, I see it as a tool. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to knock people for saying, hey, Bo is the way to go. But um, when my freezer's empty, 
you better believe I'm talking about big long black bow that shoots, you know, something I can I can reach out and touch it. Something. Yeah. See, I'll just starve to death you before I'll shoot something with a gun. I'm just telling you, I'll starve to death before I'll shoot it with a gun. I just won't do it. I should just hunt better. I should be a better hunter. That's the way I look at it. Now, I mean, I really, I don't knock you for shooting a gun. If you shoot a gun, I'm not going to knock you. I'm going to make fun of you. I'm just not going to, I'm not going to knock you though. You do whatever you want. <laughs> so, whatever. John Mabry, man, man you're over there. You've been crazy. awful damn quiet, man. Are you still there? I'm here, buddy. I've just been listening to all this good conversation. Yeah. Well, so you got anything planned for next year? What you, what you thinking about? You know, I've got such a unique situation here. So, Southern West Virginia, the, the foremost Southern counties of the state are bow only counties. Is that right? Um, no that's shit. That's right. There is no firearm season in those counties. So, the size. I wish of Franklin deer County got, was like that. God, it's a deer we could have down here. Ooh. I mean, you just enjoy hunting here, but and you, I mean, there are some absolute pigs running around. I bet there the are some giants because they get aged, don't they? So you know, oh yeah, they I get aged on them. You know, we don't have a huge population of deer, and actually, you see more bucks than you do does. But just the size of these deer, I mean, they're you know two hundred pound plus bucks. You know, on the hoof. You know, the the state record was just killed again last year. He was one hundred ninety three inches, typical Ooh. with a bow. In the, in the county, typical? typical. He was a typical twelve pointer, one hundred ninety three inches. Good, that, that's in the, in the county that I hunt in. So you got, I've got Southern Ohio, which I can be in in about four hours, and we have a seems like that's becoming really popular. A yep. lot of guys are going up there. Um, I'm looking at maybe joining a, a, a lease up there with some other fellas, but mm -hmm. honestly. I've got it. I've got it so good here in Southern West Virginia. There's nowhere else in the country I can go and have an opportunity to kill deer just as big like I, I do right here in my home state. Yeah. But you can't kill an elk or a mule deer. Uh, well, you say that, but now see, <laughs> I border I border the state of Virginia. So like I live on the border of Virginia and West Virginia, and there's actually a elk season. They've started reintroducing yep. elk to the area, and Virginia just opened up its first elk season. Uh, Did they? So, is that a draw? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it's it's a draw. And now, up until this, if you've seen an elk in Virginia, you could just use a, a deer tag for it. Sure, there wasn't. I mean, yeah, it so, was considered an extinct species or whatever, right? Oh yeah, but now, yeah, it's now it's a it's a dream of mine to go out west. I lived in the state of Wyoming back in the late '90s. Oh really? So I got I got exposed to muleys and elk, and I've still got some family out there that I, you know I've got access to, but. And I always say every year, they're like, go ahead and put in the draw tag, come on out. And I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I just, you get busy, you coach baseball, you got, you know, kids and grandkids. Well, I, that's exactly right. And that's why I was saying, you know, if you're, if you're thinking you want to go somewhere, you can't be waiting until July and August to start saying, hey, well, I think I want to go out west and go mule deer hunting. Is there any? Yeah, you've got, you've any got western a western states a that aren't draw hunting. Yeah. Well, um, so, you know, Colorado has over the counter elk tags. Um, mule deer is a draw and generally takes a couple of years to draw a tag. Um, I don't know of maybe South Dakota. I think South Dakota will allow you to do an over the counter, um, mule deer. Well, not over the counter. You can put in for a tag for South Dakota and get it. They'll give it to you. But if you got to apply before a certain date, and I want to say, mm, I want to say that date is 
sometime in April, Jamie. I'm not 100%. I'd have to look it up. Yeah. But if you apply after that, you can still get a tag, but it would be only be for private land. You couldn't do it on public. Yeah. Um, but you can get um, over-the-counter um, antelope tags, um, I think, in Colorado, in uh, South Dakota. Um, I think you can get – I know you can get an over-the-counter mule deer tag in – um, I think Nebraska is probably and maybe South Dakota are the only places you can get an over-the-counter mule deer tag. Um, over-the-counter elk can be purchased in, I know, Colorado. Um, and these are off the top of my head because I don't have it in front of me. Um, and then, of course, you can do whitetails in Montana. You can do, And I think you can do whitetails. A lot of times that's going to be over-the-counter in a lot of places just because they don't really care about the whitetails. Yeah, you know? there, it's not. And they kill some big the, ones. Oh, you yeah. Know? Yeah, Eastern Wyoming's got pretty good whitetail population. Exactly, exactly. And I don't know if that's a if that's a draw or if it's an over the counter. But mm-hmm. I know that they're mule deer. Like for Wyoming, I buy I buy preference points for Wyoming every year, and I even put in yeah. a super tag. You know, um, Wyoming has a lottery. Um, it's called the super tag, and it's like one hundred and thirty dollars to apply for um, thirteen species. I'll put my hundred. I'll I'll throw my money in. I look. I've I've wasted more money than that at the National Wild Turkey Federation, putting in for freaking guns that I will never win. What the hell, you know? Um, what you gonna do with them if you do win them? Sell them because I ain't gonna shoot them. I mean, they'll be like all the other guns I have, just freaking oiled down and sitting in the closet. Um, just but let me, let me have. I'm not let. I have. <laughs> you don't understand the concept of business. I don't. I don't give stuff away. <laughs> Well, anyway, um, but I did, I put in for the super tag and like every year, um, you put in, you can buy your preference points. So I buy preference points for Wyoming. Um, that way when I get ready to go to a, uh, um, on a mule deer hunt or on an elk hunt or a, a antelope hunt, cause Wyoming's like, if I'm going to go antelope hunting, that's where I really want to go. Um, if I want to do that, I can, you know, when I get ready, get enough yeah. points, I can put in and I can draw my tag and I know I can go. Um, but you know, going West, um, anyway, it doesn't matter where you go. Like, um, if you want to go to Iowa, you're looking at probably oh, right yes. now, you're probably looking at five years to draw a tag. So you got to be putting your tags in, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. but if you want to go to, uh, um, I think South Carolina has an early archery season, you yeah. know, and like, a ton of deer. Like oh, Yes. Yeah. South Carolina. South Carolina opens up August the fifteenth. That's right. So, yeah, you can do uh, an early season tag. Go down there. Yeah. And, well, they're yeah, trying to kill a, kill a lot of velvet. That's right. Yeah, um, and deer. then uh, Kentucky also. You know they yeah, open Kentucky up open. September one, I think. Mm-hmm. Super um, early, yeah. Yeah, so that's one that that's sort of like on my radar. I want to do a Kentucky trip, um, but so like what I want to do. So John says he's not going anywhere since he's a homebody. It's okay though. Um, so I want to go to, um, like for right now, like my plans for this year, um, for sure, I will be going to Illinois, the second around the, somewhere around the fifth to the seventh of, uh, of November. And I'll spend about four or five days there. I generally plan a seven day trip, a day to travel, five days to hunt, a day to travel back. Cause it's about a 10 hour drive for me to go up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll plan that hunt, um, that I will go on. Um, that's sort of like a, like really and truly that's probably going to be like an every year thing for me it costs me if you book your hotel room in advance because like i like i like book you know i'll set my dates probably about july i'll sit down and say this is the week i'm going i'll go ahead and get on priceline or whatever and book my rates man dude like you know what i paid last year for five days in a hotel 
$110. That's what my hotel room was. For the whole wow. week? For the whole freaking week. It was 300 if I had stayed the entire seven days, but I killed and freaking left two days early. A hundred and something dollars. So my, my, my total trip, start to finish, the gas, everything was, was right around $1,100. Which a lot of times you can, you got to kind of look a little bit, but you can find hotels that'll or rent for a week and it'll that's be right. a cheaper price it'll, that's right and that's what i did so i went on like priceline and i said hey i want to book for seven days from the 7th through the 14th or whatever days it was this when and i just went on there and shopped and i found red roof inn or whatever freaking hotel it was uh it wasn't a hilton i can assure you but it was whatever you know reasonable hotel and it was like three hundred dollars, three hundred and forty dollars, or something for the entire week. And because I checked out early and I'd only stayed, a, it was like a hundred and twenty dollars for the yeah. entire freaking week. You know, now don't get me wrong; it was not Class A accommodations. Oh, it was you know, but it was a bed to sleep in, mm-hmm. a toilet to shit in, and a freaking shower to, sh- to to wash in. And that was all I really needed. I stopped at Subway and got me a sandwich on the way back. You know, that sounds like a little hotel I stayed at. Me and Grant did back uh it's been five or six years ago we drew for twin oaks mm-hmm. up in the delta mm-hmm. and i forget the name of the little town but it's like one little one little hotel, hotel and that's, that's right. it and that's right i mean it, that's all it was was a, a bed and a bathroom but that's all you're looking for look i'm not i mean look, i'm not going i'm i'm not looking for five star accommodations you know i'm looking to i'm, I'm trying to go on a budget i'm not trying to spend freaking five thousand dollars on this trip i want to go and i want to spend as less money you're as possible be in the room. I, i'm actually not and that's right you're exactly right say again okay don't say it. <laughs> you know, there's a uh, there's a lot of hunters and guys that travel out of state, hunt out of state every year. They're going the Airbnb route too these days. The Airbnb route's a way to go. You know, you just gotta. You, but like I'm saying, you know, that's why this conversation is being done in February, um, and not in August because in August it's too late. You need to be thinking mm-hmm. about if you want to sit down and go somewhere. You need to be thinking about where you want to go now. You know, um, mm-hmm. I'm my other trip that I want to do, and I I will say I'm probably. 85% on going on this trip. I got a few things to work out as I want to go on a mule deer hunt. Um, and, but I want to go like, first off I'm 50 and I'm fat. So that means that limits where I'm going. I am not going to the freaking Timberline mountains and doing a Timberline mule deer hunt. Cause I will die and nobody will ever be able to find me. Just, I'm not doing it. So, <laughs> so, I want to hunt in. I want to hunt in places that are conducive to the to, to what I'm, you know, physically able to do anymore. And even if I'm in great shape, I'm probably not going timberline. It, I'm just not built. I'm, it doesn't really resonate with me anymore. But that being said, um, South Dakota. Um, if I put in, I think it's before April, so I got to make some decisions. Um, but you can put in, and you can hunt like the Black Hills area, and there's some other public land, um, and you can go. Um, and it's really gonna it's it's much more conducive to the way I'll be able to hunt. You know, the hills are still got hills, but it's not freaking, you know, it's not mountains. I'm not going fourteen thousand feet, you mm-hmm. know. I'm going six thousand feet and I can live, I can survive there, you know. I get in a little bit better shape, I can walk, take my time. Um so I'd really like to do a uh, sort of a do it yourself spot and stalk mule deer hunt. Um so I've been doing my research, doing a lot of map search. Um I use hunt stand. 
Um, Onyx is just as good. I mean, it don't matter. It's six of one, half dozen the other as far as I'm concerned. But I've been doing a lot of map searching, a lot of, a lot of research, trying to figure out the exact area I want to go. Um, and then once I know the area that I want to go, then I can start working on the other stuff, you know, um, you know, hotel rooms, accommodations, um, like for this hunt really and truly, I will probably truck camp. It, they will probably won't be a hotel room involved, you know, um, it's going to be me. Go ahead, John. When you go to Illinois, are you hunting public or are you on private? Uh, I have a friend who's got a little bit of land that I can hunt with him. Um, there's very little public land. I mean, so I've done like done the research to like looking for public land in Illinois. There's not a lot. Um, there are a few places, and and I like so I reached out to my buddy. And I'm like, hey man, um, I see like I don't know maybe two hours from where you live, there's some public land, and he's like, yeah, you and four thousand other people hunting it. I was like, all right, well, no problem. So move on from there. And he said, hey, look, you know, if you want to go, I mean, they do kill some good deer there, but it's just like it's a lot of people. And I said, well, you know, I'll just work on it. So I, um, I pay a, basically a trespass fee, I guess is what we will call it. Um, he has arranged for me to be able to hunt with him on, on, his, on his private land. Um, and I just have to pay the, the landowner a little trespass fee to, for me to be able to hunt that week. And it's, it's well worth it to me. Um, Very I, nice. Well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, it just comes from having a, you know, having a buddy who, you know, who lets me you know, who helps, who lets me hang out. Um, he's a good friend of mine and, 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 you know, I'm trying to get him to come down here because he's from the North. So he's only, ex you know, y'all, uh, and I don't say this to be ugly, but you Northern guys, um, <laughs> you hunt in a, like your rut is like a five or seven day window. And our rut starts in December and ends in January, you know? Um, it's a long, pro protracted, grown, prong, drawn out process, you know, which is not bad, but at the same time, not good, you know, um, movements more. Now, do you, you think, do you think that's because of the number of deer you have, or is it just a different Actually, road altogether? If you want to go down that rabbit hole, I'll, I'll have the weather. I'll happily go down that rabbit hole. You want to go down a rabbit hole? Let me tell you about a rabbit hole. Because <laughs> I've done my research. I mean, this is now. I'm not a wildlife biologist, and I can't tell you everything, but I can tell you the basis of this. So, um, number one, many many years ago, like when my grandfather was born, my grandfather was born about a thirty or forty minutes from where I live now, in a little place called Hamburg, Mississippi, which was a metropolis in 1917 when he was born. Um. He told me growing up that if you saw a deer track, you had something to talk about, if that makes any sense. Yep. I mean, when you think about deer now, we think about the total numbers of deer. But he said when he was a child, if you saw a deer in southern Mississippi or you saw a deer, even a deer track, you had something to go back and tell daddy about. Like when you were a dad, I saw deer tracks. And it was just like, what? You saw what? Um so during restocking efforts, and this is history, and uh, like I said, you can do the research and find it. During restocking efforts some many, many years ago, I guess now 50, 100 years ago, however long it's been. I know they've done some in Franklin County in the 50s and 60s. Yeah, in the 50s and 60s. So they brought deer from all over. Uh, but here's what they did. They brought deer from Illinois. They brought deer from, like, Wisconsin. They brought deer from, like, Minnesota, Ohio. And they turned them all loose. Well, here's the thing. So a doe is genetically programmed to go into estrus when what everybody anybody know besides me who'll say the word what triggers a doe to go into estrus come on come on 
Somebody? Yeah, you got me on that one. It's Photos, it, it's, it's got to do with daylight. So, uh, will it's not photosynthesis. That's the word that keeps coming. But it does have to do with triggered. They're triggered by daylight, right? So, the length of daylight hours is what triggers a doe to come into estrus, <clears throat> right? So, in the northern climate, in the northern areas, that that daylight period is somewhere around November the seventh to the. 11th or whatever you know 6th through the 12th whatever that's when a daylight period based off the sun being in the southern hemisphere and us being in the northern part of the of the world causes the daylight from dawn to dark to trigger and that's what triggers your does well those same does are still genetically programmed to come into into estrus based off of that daylight period unfortunately Every doe's different, right? So your your does in in like in uh, in northern Wisconsin trigger a little bit differently than maybe the does in southern Illinois, right? Mm-hmm. Just based off of the total numbers of, of daylight hours. But all that mod podge of genetics is down here in South Mississippi. The time, like the total number of daylight hours in let's say central Wisconsin, that happens in. Did you hear the dogs barking? I can hear them freaking loud um, is let's say for, for, you know, North for, for the Northern States is like that week of November. Yeah. Well, that don't happen down here. That same number of hours of daylight down here is not until sometime in late December or January. Huh. I'm going to let everybody, I'm going to let everybody soak that. on that for a second. Cause that's the yeah, truth. That's a real thing. So you can go and do your research. Um, the, 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 a great podcast to listen to, I'll give them a shout out is, um, the Mississippi, um, oh gosh, what's this called? Um, it's, it's the Mississippi, uh, oh God, I cannot think of it. I think the university, doesn't the university put on their own podcast? Th- that's that's the one program? I'm talking about. The Deer, Deer yeah. University or something, the Mississippi yeah. State, um, Deer University or whatever it is. So it's, uh, they're, they're one of the most, you know, but Texas A&M, Mississippi State, and one or two others have some of the best deer research programs in the country. Yeah. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania's got Pennsylvania a great one, a yeah, lot. exactly. So Mississippi's deer program, the professors who run the deer research program have a podcast, and I don't know what it's called, Mississippi Deer University or something like that. I can't remember. But anyway, if you want to learn about deer management, those dudes are freaking like – you know, like I love to listen to them because I learn. I mean, I'm, I'm learning about deer yeah. management, you know. So, um, like I said, them and then like the guys at Texas A&M, they're great deer managers. They, they, you know, a lot of what Texas does is based off the research in Texas A&M at College Station. So it's the uh, yeah. it's the MSU Deer Lab TV. There you go. Their channel. Though they've got a podcast too, so you can look them up. I don't know if they still do. Like, I used to listen to their podcast. I haven't listened to it in a little while, but they were doing it pretty regularly. Um, tons of great information it's the msu deer university podcast bronson strickland and steve damaris damaris yeah so those guys right there if you want to talk about like learning deer management those dudes that's that's as good as it gets you ain't gonna get anybody better you know yeah Um, i've 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 looked into some of those studies and some that they've cited on, on some of those podcasts about the the uh the relocation and um, bringing the, especially for Mississippi, maybe I think parts of Alabama and things like that. It gets yeah. really interesting. Even in the South about, Louisiana, the, all yeah, this, yeah. this whole Southeast section yeah. was all yeah, these the deer are transplanted from the Northern states. There were no deer in the Southeast at one time. Mm-hmm. Hardly any. 
They killed them all out back then. They had been killed yeah, out, used for meat, whatever. Um, just like bears, you know. There used to be a lot of bears in, in this what? area, and they're, you know, they're, they're coming back. But, you know, God, I can't wait for them to open up freaking draw bear season in Mississippi. Oh, yeah, that ain't no lie. You cannot <laughs> wait. You seen it? Well, I can tell you this. If you boys want to kill a bear, just come on up to West Virginia. Dude, we give me your – dude, I, I will be in touch. <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, I was going to ask you about that. I was. I was going to ask you. I mean, I got more bear pictures on my trail cams than I do deer pictures. Dude, I, I mean, when's your season open? Like cattle up here. When's your season open? Bear season open with the bow the first same day as deer season. Yep. First, uh, last Saturday in September it opens. All right. We're going to – damn. I'm going to have to go like to freaking South Dakota and then go straight to Virginia. <laughs> I'll tell you, and we got three and four hundred pounders running around. Dude, I will absolutely come. Go to South Carolina and just go to Illinois while you're up. I'm telling you, man, I will come, dude. Don't don't make don't make invitations that you think I will come. I will get in the truck and drive over there. I can put you on one. I got plenty. So y'all don't have a spring season, just a fall. Just a fall, yeah. It opens it opens with deer season and stays open until deer season closes. Really. Man, yep. we're gonna have to talk about that because I might get on. I might, you know, because that's one of my things. Like uh, over the next couple of years, I want to book a. Uh, I want to book a bear hunt. I want to do, um, like for me, I want to do like a uh, pack in type bear hunt. You know, get on the horses and go way back up in the woods. I don't know Saskatchewan. Wyoming has a good one. I've heard really good things about Wyoming. I've heard good things about Montana's. Um, I even heard Idaho's got a really good bear hunt. So I don't know, man, but I, that is something I want to do. Is, you can just is go to like Kodiak that. with Wayne, and then you can hunt. Them, them I ain't going to Kodiak, dude. I'm not going. I'm not paying that kind of money to shoot a freaking hundred pound deer, or I don't know. The deer might weigh two hundred pounds, but he's got nice. horns like a, I can kill. Look, I, I'm just not. It's just not a thing. Well, you can hunt the brown bear while they hunting a the sick deer, dude. I didn't want to get eat. I want to hunt a black bear. <laughs> I ain't trying to get eaten. <laughs> big, big difference. Big, big difference. But. Yeah, so so that's sort of what I like. For me, I wanna I, I wanna try to plan two this year. I am certainly going to Illinois. That's like going to be a yearly thing, and I want to try to plan um, one trip. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's either going to be um, the only other thing that I might do um, this summer if I can't get um, like Seth to invite me to go shoot hogs down there where he lives. Um, is try to plan some kind of a trip out to Texas just to go shoot some shit sometime in the midsummer, you know, hogs and exotic or whatever. But I've killed all the sheep, so I don't ain't worried about no sheep. Um, but I would like to go find me some. You can good come get all the kill. hogs you want. Uh, come on, I'll come shoot some pigs now, and we'll podcast in person. That'd be awesome. There you go. Yep. But other than that, that's sort of my thing. That's about all I want to do this year. Is I, I want to try to I want to try to do that. Um, I don't know. We'll we'll just sort of see how it works out. I mean, of course, you know, I work for myself, so um, I, I'm I'm next month from starving to death too. So <laughs> yeah, all that could be on hold <laughs> if if, our, if if the economy tanks or something like that. So I may not be going nowhere, doing anything. Who knows? Hey guys, Cliff Cannon with Tom Smith Landon Homes here to let you know that if you are in the market to buy or sell anywhere in the state of Mississippi or Louisiana, I am here to help you. Give me a call at 601-990-5070 or on my cell phone at 601-565-1070. 
Tom Smith Land and Homes is one of the premier brokerages in the state of Mississippi, and I am also licensed in Louisiana. So give us a call, and we can help you find that dream recreational property so you can kill a giant next year. But you know, Cliff, it's funny. You were talking about people wasting money. You know, you're investing in experiences by this trip you're taking. Oh, every that's year. right. I mean, that's yeah. right. You and make you experiences. Just, you, know, you make memories that you no, can't get nowhere else. Yeah, there's no amount of money that can replace that. So that's right. I think it's I think it's a great idea what you're doing. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. you know, I'm I'm at a point now, like I said, you know, when my kids were little, I didn't go or do anything. You know, I mean, I, my, my goal was to, you know, I sort of felt like my responsibilities were to stay home, work, take care of the wife and kids, make sure that my children didn't have anything that they ever needed that they didn't get, that they went without. You know, those were sort of my goals and, resp- and what I felt were responsibilities. But now, you know, my, my youngest is 20. She's in college. I got her tuition paid for. So as long as her tuition's paid for, I guess I don't, she don't need me for much else except for, you know, not too much gas money. You know, she don't need too much from me. My son's grown. He's 24. He'll be 25 in April, you know, getting ready to buy his first house. We just got him, you know, sort of getting him set up to buy his first house. Um, so my kids are set. You know, so now I'm thinking, man, I got, you know, probably 15, 20 good, you know, I got for sure 10 good years left in me. You know, I'm 50. I'm for sure good till I'm 60. I, I feel like I can at least go till 60. So now it's just about, you know, go out there and, and, and you know, enjoy and make, you know, make memories for myself. And, you know, hell, if, if my wife wants to come out and, you know, go with me, so be it. And if she don't, well, I'll see you in two weeks. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my wife don't, she, she doesn't deal with the colds so. well i'm gonna tell you right now if if i go to a um if i go on an exotic hunt in texas to a nice place you know where she can you know um get on the internet and go day shopping um and just chill out by the pool she is all in um if it comes down to uh Got to go rough it in the back of a truck for freaking two weeks while dad chases mule deer. Yeah, she's out. I can tell you. I ain't even got to ask her if she wants to go because she ain't. I know mine ain't going to work because I've managed to get her in the woods like like three times. uh... (laughs) What you want to do? Tell me what you want to do. Uh, I I thought I heard someone talking. Uh, I'd like to go back to Texas. I kill another axis so that i have was, uh, axis is like really high on my list I, I drop everything and that is high on got, my list uh, it I really is i heard i'm I, telling I, you the axis meat is a whole lot better than white though yeah that's what i was i was going to ask i was going to ask that i hear i keep hearing everybody saying how good axis deer really is it uh, to me i think it's 10 times better than a white tail yeah it's good it's delicious so but, uh, when y'all gonna cook some? I want to go over back here. and I want to kill one with uh with some horns on it. I got lucky and just killed a free one because it was my bachelor party, and the place that we went to go dove hunting, they let me shoot a uh shoot a uh, axis doe. Yeah, my uh, but uh, my dream hunt is to go to Lanai and chase axis uh Lanai, Hawaii. Mm. That's a uh. They say that's an awesome hunt. Them uh, axis deer, man. You think a whitetail is gamey and on their toes. Them axis, you watch those hunts and good lord, I ain't never seen a deer duck an arrow like a axis does. 
The way they run, too, man, it, it freaked me out when I saw a bunch of them running. They glide. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he wasn't lying. That guy said, you're welcome to shoot a bull, um, but you just better have your checkbook. And when I saw that head bull come up from the uh, trees, I was like, oh, God. I had to turn around and look away. <laughs> Dude, I those – those. I was definitely going to write a check for 2700 Those mature mm-hmm. axis bucks – that their their faces are so unique, the coloration, the black foreheads, and their bodies. I guess because you know down here we talked about this last time. I know uh, you know uh, out here you know 150 pound buck is a that's a big buck. You know 170 that's 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 all you can buy. But these some of these axes are, you know they're high 200 300 pounds. They're just they're huge. And when you stack on 35 inches of of uh, bone on top of them, they just they they look majestic. When they're out there, I and they thought they'd get that heavy. Oh, they're big, they're huge. Yeah, I mean, it's unreal. They're huge. Yeah, so that is that is like um. So there's only uh like so I've done like back in the day and uh, years ago we've talked about this on other podcasts. We used to go to West Texas, um, me and some buddies, um, every year, and we used to shoot. I mean, we'd go and we'd shoot the sheep, the goats. I've done the Texas slam. I've done the like the sheep slam. I've done the goats. I've done all that shit. But I've got two that are like really high on my list: an axis and a black buck. I want those. I don't know what it is, and of course now I'm not, the whole want to go to Africa thing is different. But I want a black buck and I want an axis, and maybe if I could run across one a chocolate fallow. But oh yeah. An axis is high, high on my list of animals I want. Um, it's just something about the way that dude looks, you know? Yes. I, I just want one, something fierce. So that is a trip that, like, I don't know. So I had a buddy, um, actually Lee, and I hope he listens to this, and maybe he will maybe he can uh, call me and do it, and we want to do it. He had said, hey, man, you know, um, may want to take the wife on a on a trip. Would you would, to, for to hunt axis in West Texas sometime? Um, like you know, like just a wives and husbands. Like we're gonna hunt. The wives can chill out, day spa, go day shopping, just do whatever they want to, and we can go hunt during the day. Um, and I would freaking honest to God, I would not go to I'd not go west this year to go kill an axis. That's the only thing I would like give up though. I, I'm not giving up my Illinois trips, going there every time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah axis is a big one on my list no and they're and they're so they're very unique as far as a herd because they they you'll have herds that shed during the fall you have you have fall herds and you have summer herds yeah. some some are don't have bone on their head in so, the summer and um, some have it in the- years ago when we used to go uh I, I think everybody have you not heard of the wyo ranch Everybody pretty oh, yeah. much heard of the Y.O. Ranch? Yeah, I have. I think so. Yeah. So years ago, I mean, if you know where the Y.O. is, we were going down the road, and you go right by the Y.O. Ranch. It's, I mean, literally, when I say there's a big Y.O., it's a sign. It's like 12 feet tall, Y.O. We're going down there, and, you, you know, of course, it's a high-fence ranch. It's, I mean, what they do is mostly exotics now. And we're going down the road, and in the ditch is a gigantic axis walking down the fence on our side. He's on the roadside in the mm. ditch. My buddy's driving. He literally locks him up, and I'm like, he wakes me up. I'm like, what the hell? And he's like, I'm about to kill this fucking axis deer. And I'm like, no, you are not. Back then, I didn't know. I mean, I didn't know if you. I don't know if it's even. I think they can hunt them at night. I don't even know, Seth. You got to tell us if that's even legal. But I was like, you are not freaking shooting this deer at night. 
Go ahead. I think they can. Yeah, I, I think they There's can too. No, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think there is an exotic in Texas uh, that you can hunt at night. There's no season. Uh, of course, you know, exotics don't have a season. Yeah. Um, but I want to say, I, I want to say it's a meal guy or something. Yeah. I don't know. I know you can't. I know, like, the, you don't need, in, in Texas, if you want to go hunt um, hogs, you ain't got to have a license. You ain't got to have a tag. Just go over there and shoot all the hogs you want. I mean, Texas literally says, we don't care. Just come shoot hogs. Yeah. If, 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 if you're on private land, you can hunt um, hogs and exotics at night in Texas. Well, there are, there is no public land in Texas or very little. I mean, very, very well, little. Yeah. Anyway. There, there's, there's a little, there's a little bit with exotics. Not very much. You got to get way out. Yeah. You got to go way out in West Texas. Texas. That's where I went when I went, when I hit that draw was like way out in West Texas, out past Uvalde, yeah. way out there. Um, yeah, you're down there in the valley, or you're around Lake Amistad. You're you're close to the border where you don't want to be anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to get killed by freaking that. But anyway, I was saying, you know, um, so yeah, there an axis would be. But anyway, he was driving, and he was. I mean, I I didn't know at the time. I was like, dude, you are not poaching this thing. If I had known, honest to God, I would have been fighting him for my bow. If if you could shoot him at night, because that dude was a giant. I mean, a giant. And then we would go. Seth, you'll know where I'm talking about. I mean, a lot of you might, uh, our listeners. You go to Uvalde and you turn north and you go to uh, Rock Springs, right? And there's a lot of exotic hunting up in there, a lot of ranches. Um, You're sort of in the the hill country. It's broken canyons. It's it's big country up there. And you'd be going down the road and you look over in some guy's yard and there might be 50 freaking Axis does and eight or ten bucks. And then that's what's interesting – about access is usually if when you see one you see them all yeah you they're, they're, they're huge of 30 and 40 of them that's right yeah so i went um i went to a place um last year uh it was called it he's, he's a business it's called chambers bow hunting he's like 800 acres under high fence um and i had a pretty good hunt i did not kill an axis i saw plenty I did not kill one i had a i had a bunch of does you know and it's crazy because like you're right about big size those does were at 35 yards across the pond from me and those does were every bit as big as any of the bucks in mississippi easily pushing 200 pounds they were huge and uh i was just waiting to you know i'm trying to shoot a buck so i didn't shoot the doe if i'd known how hard an axis deer is to kill i would have shot that doe they're I mean, hard to kill with a bow they because are, there's usually you see so many at once you get yeah, picked off a lot of eyes yeah so i had them i mean they were there they were about 35 yards away um and i like i said i was just waiting to see if a buck would come down there to water and it didn't and it just you know that's how it worked out but i saw a lot he had a lot of he's got a lot of access i saw we came around a corner he picked me up we were going back to the camp we come around a corner i bet there were 60 or 70 in a group three or four or five bucks and tons and tons. He said, he said, man, I need somebody to shoot does. He said, you need to, I need to shoot does. He's like, I got way too many does on this place. Um, but it was a good hunt. I mean, I saw a lot of animals. I just didn't, you know, I was looking for something specific and I didn't kill it. And, and that, that's just so be it, but a good hunt. And it's not too far out of San Antonio, easy to hunt, easy place to get to. But, uh, so, so listen, I'll, I'll, I'll throw you a bone here that, and this, this is, there's a place North of San Antonio um, like you said, that's, that's Axis country. Mm-hmm. There's a guy, there's a guy in that area. It's not high fenced. 
He well, that's what I want. I want a low fence hunt from now on. Yeah, he uh, he's it's like four hundred acres. He does not. You will not find him on the internet. He does not commercialize or well, advertise. Text his me hunts. his phone number. He you can you can shoot any whitetail axis buck for seven hundred and fifty bucks. Send me his phone number. Ooh. Send me his and phone number. And that does not matter if it's a gold. So it could be a forty-inch buck, and it's the same price. Send me just send just send me a send me his phone number. But usually, I'll be the guinea pig. <laughs> I'll be the guinea pig, hey, and then we'll go from there. Chris, yeah, you want to go could, with me? You could. <laughs> yeah, hey, I, absolutely. I was say, listen, if you go, you got to bring about three or four people. Yeah, Chris, Hunter, oh, y'all want to go? That's a podcast Yeah, yeah, bro. We'll go down that's, there, drink a shitload of beer, eat some steaks, and freaking podcast. <laughs> So it is. We go there. Uh, we go there. I usually we usually go there during deer season because the deer there's a ton of deer up there too, and uh, we we take a couple access does. Usually, his herd is better in the summer. So sure, um, going in the summer months or spring is well, a little better. His fault. I want to go yeah. like you know June July. Yeah, you're gonna sweat your balls off. I don't gonna, care. I gonna, mean, yeah. I used to go to I used to go to West Texas every July. Like we used to go the week of July, like the week of July fourth. And it'd be a thousand degrees in West Texas, and we'd go out there and shoot freaking goats till we—I mean, just hundreds of them. We shot goats, Tommy. I've killed them all: Texas doll, black Hawaiian, you name it. I've shot them all. So, I mean, I, I understand sweat. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, but most places you're going to find an access doe hunt, even even for a doe. A lot of people look for doe hunts, and you're going to pay four hundred dollars just to shoot a doe. That's right. A lot of yeah, a lot, uh, that's about right. Four hundred dollars for a doe hunt, you know. But I yeah. mean, I keep hearing that the venison, the meat, is just it out is, of this world. It is outstanding. You know, it's so, very good. Yeah, so, I am absolutely yeah. looking to do that's that. So. The only reason we go there, yeah, the only reason we go there is, is for that meat hunt and hopefully throw drop a couple of axes to add to the to the freezer and you, you can't beat it yeah i mean look i ain't gonna tell you, i ain't gonna lie to you man if i can i mean i want to shoot a buck and i'm certainly going to but like i told the guy who uh who i hunted with last year i said look if i can assure you if i come back next year i am absolutely shooting the first doe i see the first axis doe <laughs> i freaking see i am killing her and then i will hunt a buck but that's a hard those animals so, like, everybody kept telling me, and I, I didn't really sort of, like, until you've experienced it, you don't really know. But everybody kept saying, you need to understand, Cliff, an, an axis deer is like a whitetail on steroids. If you think a whitetail's spooky, you ain't seen nothing till you've seen an axis deer. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. Dude, he wasn't lying. That's the spookiest summit I've ever seen. Yeah, they're 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 pretty damn jumpy. They, I mean, I mean, if a freaking leaf they're, fell off a tree, they freaking lost their shit. When when they come in on you, they're a lot like hogs. They're just twitching. They're just constantly moving. Yeah, they're they're just they're just they're they don't sit still. Like just to get a shot off, it's it's when you when you you're just hoping they don't move when you because they don't they don't quit moving. They don't come in and graze. They they come in and just they're just everywhere. Now is, just uh, moving, is a lot of it over feeders or eating over feeders? They're just moving one one. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, uh, but yeah, I was that particular place, or in general, or what? Well, I was just saying, I know in that particular place, when you're talking about, you know, are they are they eating it? Are they coming to feeders? Is that how they're? Are they coming to water? Or are you just, you know, hoping to be on a travel route, or what? Uh, a lot of it, actually, 
a lot some of these setups that I've that I've, I've I've hunted them near feeding areas, but the best a lot of the best places are they like running water, not stagnant water. Yeah. And this this place is on the Guadalupe River. Okay, so you can and, get so around some running water. Yeah. And yeah, the Guadalupe is a pretty river too. Oh my God! Yeah, that's that is you, you'll know you'll. You'll want to buy land there, but you won't be able to afford it if you ever go visit. Shoot, so. no. If you've ever seen freaking te- – look, I thought land in Franklin County was expensive until I started looking at Texas. I mean, seven, dollars $8,000 an acre is nothing over there. Oh, no. I mean, no, and, and they're talking about – there, maybe. Yeah, I mean, and they're talking about 800 acres for seven or $8,000 an acre. I mean, yeah, it's there, ridiculous There's no, there's no acre charging. discount. No, no. There's, there's no, no acres discount, discount over there. I tell you what, I like them guys, but the commission they must make off of their, God almighty, they're making some serious commission off them land deals. Hey, man, I'm commission-based. I'm always about a land deal. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had you on mute. <laughs> Go ahead. I said that's how how they can afford all them hunts. Well, I mean, you know, they're like I said, they're, you know, uh, Seth said it last year or, or at the last podcast that, uh, and it's happening everywhere, um, people are getting priced out of leases. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, it's mm-hmm. just getting harder and harder to find a lease that you can afford to go to. Um, it's, you know, worse and worse and worse. It's just, you know, harder and harder. Uh, it ain't going to get no better. Um, nope. This yeah, world is driven by money. It's not going to get no better. It's getting like that around here. I mean, you, I've well, seen I leases mean, is two or three hundred acres that they want thousand twelve fifteen hundred dollars yeah. for it you know our 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 lease is uh it, it, we try to keep it and it's not up to me but we try to keep it around a thousand dollars a person um for a thousand acres which is a really good number we got to add people but every year because it's predominantly warehouser every year warehouser goes up yep. you know so we have to you know the numbers you know we either got to add somebody or we've got to go up in the price and it's just you know the nature of it I don't know why a warehouser feels like they have to go up every year. They could give a shit less about a deer hunter. Their money's made from making board, making logs into boards. I know. I work for them. I know exactly what they make their money doing. You know, oh, yeah. I ran sawmills for twenty years. I know how they make their money. So, does it really matter to them that they got an extra hundred dollars an eight? You know, out of out of that three hundred acre track? No, they don't care. It don't even buy, it don't even affect their bottom line. Nope. But. It is what they do. Um, so, you know, they got them all, you know, all, all the la- all the major land. Warehouse being the largest landowner in the U.S., if you didn't know that. Um, when they purchased Plum Creek, which was one of the largest, when they combined oh, what they that. owned versus and Plum Creek's land, they became the largest landowner in the, in the United States. Everybody thinks it's like Bill Gates or something. He ain't got a – he can't even hold a candle to what Warehouse owns. I didn't know they had bought Plum Creek. Yeah, they bought Plum Creek uh, – I think three or four years ago, maybe longer than that now. Um, but they are the largest single landowner in the country. Own more land than anybody in the country. Warehouser. Well, yep. They own half the state of Mississippi. They they, they <laughs> own half of Franklin. The other well, you know, Franklin County is one third public land, one third privately owned, and one third uh, forest uh, owned by forest companies, like Warehouser and other large companies. Um, so yeah, a lot of a lot of a lot of the land around here in the south. Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi, Louisiana um, is owned by um, timber companies. Uh, they grow pine trees, man. That's all they care about. They grow pine trees, even in East Texas. Um, you know, um, if that's you go up, that's right. If you go up along, if you go in, uh, oh goodness, what's the name of the Seth? You may know. I don't know if I can remember uh, the name of the little town. 
it's in between um, Sam Rayburn and Toledo Ben. Uh, gosh, damn it. I can't remember the name of the Wait, little Wait, you kind of broke up. In, um, in between Toledo Ben and Sam Rayburn, there's a little there's a little town. It's um. Uh, there's a couple of places like. There's, there's a like GP mill over there. A... Prairieville? Is it Prairieville? Something like that. Anyway. Um, there's a sawmill. No, there's a sawmill over there that's owned by but that's owned by George Pacific. It's yeah, a but it's, it's a green carpet out there. You look at the yep. map. It's all pines. It's all, the whole it, section. It is literally Yeah. If it's, it's not I mean it's it's private, it's privatized, or it's all timberland. That's, that's right. That's the two it's options either there's some get. national forest, or it's all, or it's mostly timberland. And actually, say that's mm-hmm. that's from there all the way until you hit the actually, really, probably John, even out into your area. There, I mean, a lot of pines out there where you are. No, we're hardwoods here. You're mostly hardwoods. Yeah. yeah, we a lot of lot of oak, red oak, white oak, uh, poplar, maple. I mean, we're. Again, we're in the Appalachian Mountains, so it's yeah. not a lot. So you got to go a little further more. south, but that that line probably south of you. Um, I know Georgia. Yeah. You ain't, I, I know yeah. for a fact. Basically, mm. from Tennessee south. Um, yeah, you, to the you Gulf get Coast, into the central and western North Carolina. It's a lot of pine, and then in the South Carolina, so yeah, Alabama, nothing but pine trees. Mississippi, nothing but pine trees. Georgia, most of Georgia is pine trees. You know, I mean, it's, mm. it just is what it is. You think them Pontywood leases are bad? You don't want to lease land down here in the marsh, or at least you don't want to pay for it, anyways. <laughs> is it? Is it? Well, I mean, that's, again, it's it's so it's it's where the money is, right? Um, yeah, yeah, and it's it, you know, I think you know, and this is just an opinion, and I don't know it to be fact, but I think it's the duck duck hunting more than anything. Probably driving, driving yeah. prices up. You know, you, you got these big money guys that want to duck hunt, and they they lease it and. Uh, and that's why I'm getting off that lease this year. You know, the duck hunters don't want to hunt the property we leased. It ain't good for duck hunting, and it ain't no good for deer hunting, really. Uh, yeah. Very few deer on it. And my goodness, I mean, for 500 acres, uh, $4,500 for 500 acres. That's, that's, a, five, that's a lot mm. of money. That's a lot of and money half for... Of that's, and, and over half of that's really unhuntable. I mean, you can't you can't walk this stuff. I mean, you literally... You know, you walking on floton, you know, uh, yep. grass, marsh grass, and you bust yep. through, and you're literally hanging in the grass, and your feet ain't even touching so the ground. I got to hook you up with a with another guy who was on the podcast a, a while back. Uh, his name, I think it's uh, I think it's Logan. I can't off the top of my head. I can't remember 100, percent but I think it was Logan. Um, but Logan um, hunts down in the marsh too. I got to get y'all together because he said they were using um snowshoes to walk them flotons to get back in that junk uh you know and i've i've been considering something of that nature i gotta to get y'all to... two together i gotta get y'all hooked up together so y'all can uh so y'all can talk about it okay mm-hmm. so i got my notification i don't know if you you probably i don't know if you heard it but it says this pc is in battery saver mode which <laughs> means that my battery is dying once again um it's okay because it keeps us on track, but uh, I've, I I ordered I had to order a charger for here. I have a I have a charger at the house, but I don't have one out here in in the uh, in the shop. I got to order a charger for it. But um, so we're gonna call this before my phone start before my laptop craps out and we have no service again and then I just leave everybody off. So um, before we go, uh, guys, I appreciate y'all um, as always. Anybody got anything before we get out of here? Yeah, I got something real quick. Yep. 
So uh, you talking about doing a podcast for ASA or you know uh, the 3D stuff? When you get that going, let me know. Yeah, absolutely, we will. Um, I've, I've been talking We're to a good. few people, trying to get all, trying to get all of the. Um, people who run the different shoots you know so you got like six or seven different places now trying to get everybody together um so we can all just sort of sit down and have a conversation about when that's going to be you know and i don't know the timeline on it yet it might be next week it might be this week it might be shoot i don't know um but trying to work that out um and if if i do i'll I'll let you know lanny i certainly will yeah uh, you get you know a night where you just want to talk about asa or something you know Absolutely. Yeah, it'll be a topic. I mean, we're, we're going to talk about it. You know, 3D, 3D season is really getting here. It starts uh, this weekend's the first shoot, and then it's going to be a shoot basically every weekend all the way for the next couple months, you know. So, yeah, yeah. we're going to have plenty of opportunity to talk about that. All right, anybody else? All right, so the silence no, means – that's it, bro. Oh, you, I, I, you, you'd be faster than that, Chris. Go ahead. Cool. Uh, I can. can you hear me? I'll be editing out some some blank spots. Go ahead, Chris. What's up? Yeah, I know. My bad. This damn house. No, nah, you're good. Go ahead. Horrible service. Oh no, man. I just like I said, uh, I enjoyed another podcast. Yeah, I actually I think, really uh, enjoy just. I I'm just enjoy shooting the shit with y'all. Podcast yeah. group hunt. Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, well, hey, uh, not at my house. I mean, but you know, we can we can go to Seth's and <laughs> shoot some like, hogs. You stand you with your deer, dude. I don't have any deer. I mean, I, I look. I'm really am. I'm really protective. So if you came to hunt with me, you'd have a list of deer you can't shoot. There'd be like pictures, <laughs> and like no, so no. You'd flip a. You'd be like flipping pages. No, we can no, just all shoot does. No, yeah, you can shoot all the does you want. You just can't shoot any of my bucks. You know, that's, that's exactly what I mean. But hey, man, maybe maybe we can talk Seth into taking us all hog hunting. You know, you never know. Yeah, you hey, never it's know. Wide open, wide open for hogs. You can yeah. have all you want. Yeah, <laughs> we might we might hook you up on that. Anybody else got anything hey. before we get out of here? I got silence, so we're going to call it a day. Guys, um, as always, um, you know, we've been talking about this. I, I always end the podcast, I, I say, get out, you know, can't kill them on the couch, get out in the woods. But guess what, man, deer seasons, it, for those of you who can still hunt, you better make your last weekend count. But in the meantime, um, start planning, man. Start start thinking about what you can do for next year because now's the time you have to plan if you're going to do something next fall. Don't wait until the last minute because it'll be too late. Um, guys, I appreciate everybody coming on. Um, we'll be looking forward to doing this again pretty soon. Uh, can't wait to talk to all of y'all again. And in the meantime, guys, we're out of here. It was a complete shit show. 